0: Alrighty. Hi Pastor. How are you doing? (laughs) Hey, we're here this afternoon, Friday afternoon here for the Foundations Podcast. And uh it's it's a good it's a good day to be alive in Jesus, if you're in Jesus, if uh if you're running away from him. uh uh. Anyway, um but uh, let me see, what, what am I thinking here, we're, we're, we're trying to get going here, I think there's storms on the way in, so we're, we wanted to get going as soon as we could this evening, uh, and uh, we're continuing, Pastor, hi, how are you doing by the way? I'm doing great. Okay, uh, we're continuing our... Code, what is it? The code? The holiness code? Yeah, the Levitical holiness. I almost called it code of holiness. I don't know <laughs> why I did that. The holiness code, the Levitical code. Tonight, you want to get your Bibles. We're going to Leviticus chapter 20. Now, this particular piece, uh, there's a lot of reiteration of what he's been saying, Pastor, in the, in the uh, holiness code. But it talks about penalties.
1: Yes, you get more into the penalty phase. Actually, Chapter 20 is taking what is said in 18 and 19 and sort of putting it into a, uh, well, a penalty phase. It's a rehashing, but yet there is
0: a greater emphasis on uh, why you shouldn't be doing these things. Yes, yes, and it brings out a lot of stuff. We're going to take this in chunks as we go down. Um, anyway, uh, I'm just going to throw my... Um, a couple of pieces of information one thing that's really exciting about the podcast and i'm just gonna, and i told you this uh, this made mention before is that last week's podcast uh we had two we have two more days of the advertisement push that we normally do and it's already over three thousand it is it is our highest podcast ever from last
1: week it is amazing and by the way uh we also can track how many people watch it, the yep. playthroughs, and, and we're just, uh, I, I guess the word would be humbled yeah. uh, by it. We're, uh, we're you know, we, we got into this to begin with because the whole point of it is to provide a, a foundation uh, for the Christian faith, uh, how yeah. to live for God, uh, fundamental things that every believer needs to know. And um and it's just the, the response to it. And, and let me just say this to all those who are watching. We want to thank you for watching. Yes, and thank if you, you do, for watching. If you do, like our podcast, share them. Share them with yes. your friends. Put them on your wall. Uh, yeah. On Facebook, put it on yeah, your wall. Do that. I mean, uh, because if you've been blessed by it, if it helped you, if it ministered to you, then uh, then pass that on. And uh, And so thank you once again for
0: watching it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 it's fantastic. Um, we, we do this not only, we, we push it on Facebook like we do, but we also have it on the audio uh, po- podcast, like, um, oh, what, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and that, that like. And I just have been noticing over the last few weeks that we've had, we've had another resurgence. For some reason, we are—they're downloading them in like massive amounts, and watching and listening to them. Uh, we it, overseas. What, what the thing that I'm keeping an eye on is that overseas, we're now in London, Ireland, Dublin, Ireland, um, Brussels, Belgium is one of our top five. I praise God, you know, um, and. Uh, uh, anyway where I was uh, the Philippines, Uganda, Africa, um, Australia. Um, we, we are hitting these places and, at least with the audio. and I'm sure if they're on Facebook and they're within the swirl of people that actually watch it, they're hitting it and they could be all over the place. We don't know we can't nail it down there, but within these audio, I can start pinpointing, I got maps. And it's just amazing. God is good. And of course, again, we appreciate your support. We appreciate you tuning in, whether it's Friday and watching with us or if it's after when we push it or wherever. We appreciate that. And we're going to continue and we continue to allow God to do what he wants here and lead us in those things that we need to bring out. and and talk about so that because people the church folks is in is is not in the best of shape and i I wanted to mention one issue or one thing in the news that came up now we have talked about amy grant before and one of the big things about amy grant way back in the day now i want to talk about decades ago is that amy grant grant she was doing christian music and then she decided to go I guess they call it mainstream or a crossover. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that she wants to start singing <laughs> secular music. And, and anyway, and then we know where that has gone from that point. Anyway, but there's another artist, and I'm <laughs> going to call her name. It's Lauren Dangle. Now, one of the very first song, Pastor, that I heard from Lauren Dangle, it stopped me in my tracks we were down, I remember we were driving down uh, uh, on a trip, and the very, it came, it was the, the song called Come Alive, talking about uh, these, talking to the bones to come alive, very powerful and anointed song, and uh, the thing is, is that as, as her career began, and I, I've been, we've been watching this over, and I said, man, she really loves that popularity, she's just, absorbed with all how popular she's gotten and uh, this last week she uh, i saw the article that they want to celebrate because she's doing her first crossover album no longer going to sing the christian stuff we're going to sing the secular stuff now uh pastor i i i don't understand why they don't really well first of all the bottom line is what what do you think that the 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 reason is that they cross over.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, money. Uh, I think yeah, is money. probably your your biggest thing. You know, once again, you know what I said before. Why we got into this is to provide people with a foundation. Um, if you study scripture, I mean, in its context, and you uh, there are sixty six individual books of the Bible. You know. You want to know something about them start in chapter one of each one and go through it uh, but if you if you do that one of the things you'll come across is this ideal of uh, deception and uh, and a lot of times when we think about deception we think about well the devil yeah yeah and it's just like if you use the word curse if i if i went to the average person and says Man, you know, a curse, a curse, and someone thinks about a witch or something like that. Ninety-nine percent of the curses in the Bible are from God, and a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, Uh, and and there's a passage in uh, First Kings twenty-two where it would appear that God has a a divine council. These spirits, these uh, sons of God, are all gathered around Yahweh, and he is asking a question: Who will go? And because uh, he wants to, he, he's going to kill Ahab. Okay? Yeah. For yes. a better sake of the word, who's going to go deceive him into going to Ramon Gilead uh, because he knows he'll die there? Mm-hmm. And so the 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 Bible and this is all my Maacah, and I realize people sometimes pronounce that differently, but uh, that's what it looks like to me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, and he's reporting this vision he's seeing, and this is to Ahab and Jehoshaphat, mm-hmm. who, by the way, was as dumb as a donut for being there. Um, but but in there, this, a spirit, that's way it puts it, a spirit yeah. uh, came before the Lord, and he said, I'll do it. And, and, and what does Yahweh say? He says, how? And he says, I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets, prophets. Ahab's prophets. His prophets. And the Lord said, you will prosper go do it and uh and of course that you can imagine the chaos that created with all those other prophets saying go and do this you you know one dude had a set of iron horns on his head and he mm-hmm. just imagine the fiasco with that and he yeah. reminds me of something that i won't i'm not going to say because i don't want to give anybody credence anymore no but uh but but here we are and uh and, and we know the end of the story is that Ahab, you know, puts Micaiah into prison and, and back into the jail and all that. And then what he does with Jehoshaphat, he said, hey, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to dress up like you, and you dress up like me so we can confuse the enemy. Why in the world would Jehoshaphat go along with that? I don't understand yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, you know, how dumb can you be and still breathe? All right, and Jehoshaphat was a godly king, but he was dumb here. Okay, God set it up because who they were attacking when they their real target was Jehoshaphat. Yes, and they, and of course, Ahab is dressed up there. He's in his chariot, and he gets killed. And uh, as <laughs> a so, you know, when you look at this, and we said, why do I bring this up? Because this is not the deception of the devil here. No. This is God setting Ahab up. It reminds me of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 when it says God will send them. God will send them strong delusions. Strong delusions. And a lot of people are worried about the devil. Jesus said this He said, Do not fear the one who can destroy your body. No. He said, Fear him. That is God. God. Who, who can destroy both the, the, the body and the soul in hell. And hell. Yeah. Okay. And, and, that, and so a proper understanding of the fear of God is so foundational when it comes to living for the Lord. My opinion, and this is my opinion, I'm offering this as a possibility. I don't know this for sure, but I can almost see this same counsel. And, 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 and God is saying, uh, who will deceive Laura Daigle mm-hmm. into crossing over into this uh, uh, secular music, so that she might have a downfall and become an apostate. And I can see a spirit coming forward and said, "I'll do it." Yeah. And the and the Lord says, "How?" And the spirit says, "I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all those people influencing her, yeah, all the influence, so that she'll yeah. do it." Yep. Yeah. All this I'm telling you, yourself, I think you can see a similar thing happening with Amy Grant years ago. Yep. Laura Daigle is following the same path. And by the way, Amy Grant is an apostate. That I don't say crazy. that to be ugly. That's a biblical <laughs> term. She is an apostate. And I fear for Laura Daigle. And if, and by the way, if anybody knows her personally and you're listening to this video, please warn her about this deception this is dangerous she is on dangerous ground because the deception here is not demonic i don't believe according to first kings 22 i believe it's from the lord and you don't want the strong delusion from the lord yeah because there is no coming back from it and if you want to question that ask about
0: amy grant yeah. And what happened to her when she did? And, and, and it's happened to others and, uh, and all that. They've fallen, you know, that whole draw. And, of course, it's money. And they, they see money. They see popularity. They're going to reach more. And then they try to justify it by, well, I'm going to reach more people. I can reach out more uh, people for Christ. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, it's the same ignorance as somebody who says, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to marry somebody who is not a Christian or or anything, because I'm going to win them over.
1: Well, once again, I mean, what are we seeing in the Levitical Holiness Code? God does not tolerate mixture. No. There are examples used, even clothing, that are used to demonstrate that we don't worship the other gods that the Egyptians did or the Canaanites did. Yeah. We don't intermarry with these people we do not worship their gods we do not do what they did Mm -hmm. and and so you know when you try to mix in the world with your presentation of the gospel yeah not only will you dilute the gospel but you will deceive yourself Oh yeah, in all of this, and 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 like I said, that's why that we need to study Scripture. That's why we need to go to a Bible believing church. Mm -hmm. We need to have an active prayer life where we can worship God every day, and 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 allow the Holy Spirit to make the Word come alive to you, so that you
0: will not be deceived. Yeah. So. Yep. So and and you know and as you're talking about that, it kind of falls right in as we're. Getting into this here with the holiness code, the fact of the matter, like Pastor was saying, you don't mix it. And now we're we're not talking about because your skin color, you don't want to marry. No, no prejudice or none of that garbage. We're talking about Christians and non-Christian having something to do with the world. You feel swayed because you want to make sure that they're still your friend. You know, Pastor. How many people? You know, and I remember. I got to be careful here. Um, I remember the one guy that we had. We were talking to, and he says, "Well, he says, uh, yeah, that, that dude. You know, he, he he's he's gay, but he's my best friend. You know, and all this, and and that influenced his decision on uh, to compromise what he believed in in order to to get." How do I say this? Get the outcome he was looking to. I'm
1: trying not to. Yeah, I, well, I mean, one of the things he told me, I mean, he told me flat out to my face. He said, well, you know, I mean, he, he he's against the transsexual stuff. Yeah. And I said, well, when you're saying he's gay, are we talking about he just, he doesn't like women, or what are we talking about? No, no, he's in an active relationship with another man. So, based, and he's not for gay marriage either. So what that means is he's no different than a man and a woman There'll be an open uh, hostility of adultery or fornication. And so, I mean, and by the way, homosexuality is a sin of itself, but to try to justify that, I I just found that bizarre. And and that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Whenever you go outside of what God has called toibah, that's in Hebrew, that is an abomination or something detestable. And you take things that God has said that about and you entertain yourself with it, you're going to be on the wrong side of this issue, and it is dangerous to your eternal soul. It is, and, uh, it, and it so is. we're not saying these great. things to be mean. Yeah. We just don't we don't want to see people go to hell. No, I mean the bottom lying. line, we don't want to see people. You know, thinking when we don't want them to right fall the away
0: God. or be of that great falling away or what have you. Uh, that's why we do this. This is why yeah. we're bringing this. To you, and um, okay, all righty. Let's let's go ahead and get in. Get Leviticus twenty open. We're beginning with verse one. And uh, pastor, I tell you what. Let me. I'm going to read the chunk, and then I want then I want you to go ahead and comment on it if I can get to it here. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I have to make the the words larger because my eyes. Okay. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying. <clears throat> he didn't cough, though. He said, again, you shall say to the children of Israel, whoever of the... Okay, let me just pause for a minute there. Again, you shall say to the children... The Lord deliberately dealt with this a second time. Yes. Okay. Now, let me go on. I'm sorry. Whoever of the children of Israel or of the strangers who dwell in Israel who gives any of his descendants to Moloch, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I will set my face against that man and will cut him off from his people because he has given some of his descendants to Moloch to defile my sanctuary and profane my holy name. And if the people of the land should in any way hide their eyes, oh, this is where, hide their eyes from the man, in other words, just let it happen and just ignore it, when he gives some of his descendants to Molech and they do not kill him, then I will set my face against that man and against his family, and I will cut him off from his people and all who prostitute themselves with him to commit harlotry, with Moloch, uh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, okay, go ahead and comment. I, I mean, there, there's just a lot of stuff right here. Yeah, so.
1: I mean, there, there's a number of different
0: things that we can take for
1: this passage. Obviously, we're talking about Moloch, uh, that way we can back up on this. Moloch was a demon god. Uh, they, of course, made a, a brass,
0: Statue yeah it's a they statue
1: would and then would the arms
0: up. of it would be like something yeah. like this right and it was of a metal it was a metal, metal type of flow uh, i think it was brass i think it was brass and what know. what they would do is they would heat it up they get that memory like that Shadrach, be and abednego they heat it, heated it seven times hotter they had the ability to control the temperature of heat at that point and they heated it up to the point that when what they would lay the baby in the arms of Bolig, that baby would literally disintegrate before them. Yeah, and so baby it's about killing children. You know, yes. the enemy hates children. The
1: devil has always been about using somebody to try to kill children. Yes. Um. But but in this site that's what we're talking about. And so the ideal that notice it is any of the sons of Israel, whether you're an alien sojourning in Israel, so that anyone in Israel proper. And, and by the way, there's a backstory to this that I can't get into. But, but anyway, if, if you give any of your offspring, any of your children, any of your descendants to Molech, um, they said they'll surely be put to death. In other words, stone them, and they're cut off. That, that's a whole ideal because this is considered a, a defilement uh, of, of God's sanctuary, yes. and it's a, a profaning of his holy name. But like what you read here in uh, in verse four and verse five is so powerful. If you just regard this, in other words, if you just allow this to happen, here's a, let me let me use another word that we hear a lot today. Let's just affirm it. Affirm. Let, let's just accept it. Let's just not do anything. I, you know, back years ago, just as a very very young man. Um, it's it's amazing how many Christians,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and I'm talking about thirty plus years ago. Um, this is even before I was married, uh, so we're talking about longer than that. Uh, you know, just to hear someone talk about abortion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, and 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 make excuses for, well, you know, maybe they. You know, they got pregnant. They didn't want to get pregnant, or they, you know, and or maybe the, the situation. And of course, rape and incest would always come up. I never talked to anybody that was ever raped or had incest on it. No, but, no. but they they always do to throw that in there. No. And uh, you know, and, and anyway, and and, and just and the, God, God fearing people. Uh, I, I've had people come up to me and say, "Well, you know, what about in church? I'm talking about people. i pastored And, you know, we talked about abortion. Abortion is premeditated, first-degree murder. It is. There is no other way to look at it, okay? If you don't want to use a Bible as your basis, just study biology. I mean, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. What? That, That an intelligent people today have more information About the unborn child in the womb that anybody's ever had before, and we can just kill the innocent is beyond me. I don't understand it. Biblically speaking, God is very clear about this issue. And so, you know, just I've had people come up to me and say, Well, Pastor, I mean, what if somebody is raped? Or what if, you know, I mean, what if it was something like that? I mean, and I looked at them, Why don't you just kill the rapist? Yes. Why don't somebody prosecute them yes. and put them to death? Why would we kill the innocent?
0: Yeah. And, and again, we, we tie that into Proverbs, where it says, "Hands that shed innocent blood." Uh, Pastor, okay, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna mention it here. I don't think anybody's gonna get. Uh, but uh, over the last couple of weeks, a big thing in Fox News let go of Tucker Carlson. What of his his very last speech that he made on the 21st of this last month, before they let him go. Uh, he was talking about, and I believe in that, somewhere in that area, he was talking about abortion. And he says, it, he says, it's, you know, it's not just a thing, but he says it almost is, he, he really started tying he, I mean, this guy is not, I don't know where he stands with God. But he is tied into a spiritual situation to almost sacrifice. Yeah. He makes these statements and he's gone. And, I mean, they let him go. Yeah. And you see, he, here's the thing. We, we talk about Moloch here. And pa- Pastor, like you were saying, four and five here is just, folks. God was holding the people who would just turn their heads or bury their heads in the sand or whatever terminology you want to say and just let it happen. Yeah. And he said I'm going to hold you responsible. I'm going to I'm going to cut you off from your people. I'm going to hold you and your family responsible. And the, and he, he goes down here and he calls them prostitutes.
1: Yeah, he called they they played the harlot uh, by playing the harlot uh, after Moloch. And, and, and this is the thing, and, and you know we're not trying to be overly harsh on this, but I want you to see the weight of what's being said here. Now, I realize that there's going to be a knee-jerk reaction when we read something like this, and someone will say, well, see, Paul said, Paul the Apostle, Paul said that we're not under the law, that he abolished it, <laughs> which it's amazing how we can twist what, uh, what yeah. Paul wrote in. Ephesians chapter 2 on that. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Paul made it very clear. If you want to talk about Paul, then let's talk about Paul. He said that the law was good and it was holy. holy. We are not justified because we keep this law. That's not what we're talking about. But this law shows us the level of sanctification or how we live in obedience to God. Uh, The strong language of this was not meant for personal vengeance. This was a civil law that was adopted by Israel. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and and let me just make that abundantly clear. When we talk about it, when it says put people to death, we're not talking about you going out and finding people and killing them. No. That's not what we're talking about. No, no. Uh, no, not not at all. But do I believe that there should be a law that land. protects the un, the innocent, unborn, yes. Yes. and makes it premeditated murder? You better believe it. Yes. Yes. That would stop all this stuff. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, we're going to continue to talk about this until either Jesus comes back, or we have enough godly people in our government that will pass laws to protect the unborn, mm-hmm. just like they would protect
0: those who are born. Now, <laughs> okay, I, this sets me. I, I mean. Abortion doctors, you're here and you're prostituting yourselves with more. Um, I mean, if, if we if we want to equate this or or put this on the same level with uh, uh, sacrificing those children or in that same doing these abominable things with with to the children, uh, every abortion doctor who performs an abortion is in this category. Every nurse that help, every anesthesiologist. That helps. Everyone that puts anything, you are sitting at the front desk logging them in to get their abortion. I'm going to tell you, God will hold you responsible. That is what this is saying. God is not, you see, it's not just the ones that are doing it, it's the ones who are, like you said, affirming it or allowing it to happen or turning your head against it. If you sit there and you, you know, the thing is, Pastor. If we get a candidate on the voting ballot that affirms abortion and to think that it's the best thing, we already have one of those in the office today. I'm going to stop. Yes, we okay, have, I we, have, slow down, we but, have a
1: president. We yeah. have a we have a complete uh, uh, political party that stands behind abortion on demand, and uh, and you know and, and and so you know I'm not going to be political on this, but I cannot vote for that. I cannot, no, I, I didn't vote for Joe Biden for president and I certainly will not vote for his re-election. I cannot do that. Why? Because I will stand before a holy God one day and I cannot do what he re- disregard
0: mm-hmm.
1: when uh, innocent children are being slaughtered for the sake of uh, abortion and, 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 and by the way, and, and, and we Wow, I don't want to camp out on this, but I know, I know. think about what abortion clinics are mainly in—in in, in, in big, major uh, cities, urban areas where you deal primarily with, uh, for the better sake of the word, minorities. Yes, and, it, and if you are first established. You are a, uh, a a person of color, if you if you're, yes. if you're black or if you're Mexican or if you. are or you're Asian, or whatever you are, I want you to understand, uh, who do you think they're doing these abortions on? Yeah, Yeah, they're not doing them on white women. And what do you think the... I I, I, I just... You know, think about that when you go
0: vote. Yes. Think about that. What I'm saying is that if you put a vote and you support somebody that's going, you know is going to push that, Would you think that maybe God Would hold that person responsible Yes If you're voting for people that affirm this stuff You will stand before a holy God
1: one day And you will answer for it And that is biblical And and once again That's why we go through scripture We go through it chapter by chapter yes, And verse by verse Precept upon precept Why do we do that? So that we don't fail to understand The weight of what God is saying so, and, and by the way, we always look at it from the perspective of whom it was written to. Yes. These are to these Israelites, Israelites. at this point. Yeah. They're wandering around in the, in, in, in the desert, okay? Uh, but but this was spoken to them. And so how would they have understood that? I don't take my children and offer them to Moloch. I don't do this. No. God will hold me responsible. And so when I, pay, I make that application, I don't abort my children. I don't affirm anybody that does. I will not do this why God will hold me accountable for this yes, yes, okay and, yes. uh, and, and so and there's something else that we want to make mention of here
0: that we may get into we've talked about it before and, and it's Moloch and pastor let me throw just about a half a minute in here maybe a minute uh, what they used to do with these this is how they would ceremonialize these gods. And I just want them to kind of tie and understand it. There would be holes that were born into these idols. These are images, right? There it is, right? And that during the dedication of these images or these idols, they would all pray that they would be inhabited by the gods. Now, when you're talking about that, we're, we're talking about a spiritual thing here. When we say that demonic forces were were in or possessed or what have you within these um, the demons behind the gods, the demons behind the gods. Let me just put it that way. And pastor, you, I know you were t- t- trying to bring that out. Moloch was one of these gods, and um, I. There, there's a book that we've uh, that is going around, and uh, that that people are reading today. It's called Return of the Gods, and who is it by, right, Pastor Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan who Jonathan Kahn. Oh, Kahn. Jonathan Kahn. which talks about what does it talk about? It talks well, about three specific gods. That basically, what has happened in a nutshell? Got it real quick. Um, is that America used to be full of God? America used to serve God. That the kids would uh, um, they would pray in school. They would read the Bible in school. There was all this. But then what had happened in was the drain of uh, of anything godly out of the the country. And he equates it, and I, I don't want to get too much into this, but he equates it to that particular verse, Pastor, that talks about when a spirit. Uh, it comes out of a person. Your demon, say that the person was demon possessed or what have you, comes out of that spirit. It goes about into the dry places seeking whatever, um, and then when and he goes back to that place where he used to be, and he finds it swept. In other words, nothing's filled it. It's empty. That he goes back and repossesses that individual bringing more uh, you know I think it says it brings seven more with him, and it repossesses him in the in the latter state of that person is more is worse than the the former state in other words he gets repossessed but it's seven times greater now what what Con is doing in his book and we we're going to talk about this and we'll see how things roll with that is that he believes America is like this when we started kicking out prayer and all that out of the school, and we became a godless nation and all that, that the gods began to return. And, and uh, uh, Pastor, there were three to- gods. Do you remember? Yeah. You told us about? Baal, uh, the
1: Astroph, and Moab. And Baal is, is symbolized, uh, well, you can look at this right there, and uh, uh, I, guess, I guess it would be. Where you see the big bull, bull. bull. and yeah. yeah, I mean that. I mean you see that in the Mount Sinai right. where they had this bull they were worshiping. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and and then the Astrof is the the goddess of sex and war, and that's fascinating right there. And then Moloch obviously is sacrificing children, um, and, uh, and and of course the, we would recommend anybody read that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an amazing book. Um, that will open but, but, your eyes. So so we may or may not. Uh, Talk a little bit about scripture in relation to what he was talking about there, and we and, and that's one of the things that Steve and I have done with that book. We haven't taken what he said about it. Uh, we have we went to scripture, yes, okay, and uh, and 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 made sure that, and, and I can I can tell you I I haven't found anything theologically wrong with no, the book at no. all. I mean, he's, um, he's, he's, he's so not, the, the ideal here, though, Jewish bottom line sometimes. is yes. this: Moab worship was forbidden. Yes, and, uh, and there's going to be something said again about this uh, When we go into verses 6 and 8 Let me just yes. read this It says As for the person who turns to mediums and to spiritists To play the harlot after them I will set my face against that person And will cut him off among his people You shall consecrate yourself therefore And be holy for I am the Lord your God and you shall keep my statutes and practice them. Uh, uh, I am the Lord who sanctifies you, or in other words, who makes you holy. Um, I, when I was looking this up uh, earlier today, to be honest with you, I mean this is you know th- this is rehashed out a bit yes. in Deuteronomy eighteen, and I have not looked at the Hebrew text. Uh, in in Hebrew I mean, in in Deuteronomy 18, but I but I just decided to look at this, and, and there were mediums and spiritists, and I, and I found something that I wasn't expecting, okay. and uh, and I found it also. It's the same thing when it's used later, and uh, this 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 mediums is actually, um, and I thought it was interesting uh, the the context. It can be translated, or it means ghost or the spirits. Of the dead, Whoa. and uh, and I thought, wow, that's uh, that's I, I just and I, man, I double checked it because I thought you know from a few different sources, I didn't just look at one lexicon. I, I wanted to make sure, and I thought, wow, that's what it means, and uh, and then the word spiritus here is the ideal of it's the person who channels or who contacts. The spirits of the dead. Now, when we're talking about the spirits of the dead, I, I don't believe we're talking about your uncle Johnny. Okay, uh, I believe we're talking about familiar spirits. Familiar and we're talking spirits. about demons. Yeah, and, uh, and and so in this, I mean, if you you, you look at the context here, uh, starting in verse six, well, um, already went, Let me get back here. Uh, it, it says, "As for the person who turns," and, and so let, let's let's just. Look at this a little bit different. He turns to the spirits of the dead mm-hmm. and to those who contact them yeah. uh, to play the harlot after them. I will also set my face against that person. I will cut him off among his people. Now remember, in Egypt, these things were happening, yes. and they're also happening in Canaan where they're going. Yeah, and so what God and that is the whole context of this whole of his code. We don't do what the Egyptians or the Canaanites are doing, okay? Um, and, uh, and and then the ideal of the consecration uh, to uh, to the Lord, and and and, and here where he says, "I am the Lord your God, your God." He's saying, "I am Yahweh your Elohim." Yes. And uh, and so you know he is making it abundantly clear that if you're going to worship Yahweh, your God. We do not contact the spirits of dead people. We do not turn to people
0: who want to contact them for us. Yeah. So, you, you, okay. So, in other words, I'm not going to go down to Madame Cleo or Madame whatever that, that she's going to have a séance or whatever, and she's going to call up the spirits. We uh, here we uh, we're talking about Ouija boards. You you want somebody from beyond the grave to speak to you. Um, and uh, or you want them to talk to you, and you know, I say, well, a lot of that's baloney, and some of it is, some of it isn't. Uh, you, you know, but at the same time, if you're if you're a Christian, if you want to be sanctified unto the Lord, uh, you don't do that. Yeah, this
1: is occultic. Uh, as a pastor, uh, many times, many times, I've had people come up to tell me. That you know, someone they love very well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: love very well, and uh, that they saw them appear in their room, or maybe they had even heard of them, or they actually had a conversation with them. Um, and and you know, and, and and it's amazing how deceptive that can be because it can be so real. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, and I and I remember one particular lady; she was talking about this. And I said, "You did not see your dead relative. That's not your grandfather." Yeah. I said, "That is a a demon spirit. It is a you would call it a familiar spirit because it's familiar with your grandfather and it's trying to deceive you and your family." Oh, she could not accept that. Did not and, and for her, thank God, she actually got a hold. Of, she was. This, Started going back to church. Okay. And uh, she didn't go to my church, but she started going back to church, and uh, and they were doing a study, wouldn't you know it, over demonology Mm -hmm. in the scripture, and and she came back. She said, "You're right." I said, and I didn't say I know I'm right, but but you know, I've had people very close to me that have also said they've had these things. And uh, and and in fact, I had one. uh, I'm not going to talk about how close, but uh, her husband had died, and uh, they'd been married a long, long time. And uh, and apparently, he appeared to her and and, and and had a conversation with her. Yeah. Uh, And she she didn't report it to me, but she reported it to some other relatives. And they said, "What do you think about it?" I said, "That is necromancy." Yes. Uh, You know that is what he's talking about here. Um what, what the appropriate response to something like that, if you, something like that appears to you, uh, and I'm talking about you're a believer, you're a follower, You it's in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Leave this place and be gone. And that's our approach. And I have prayed those prayers over even children having apparitions, appearing to them in their rooms, uh, uh, people hearing voices, yeah. like their name called out, and uh, and you know, and we we, well, we, the we whole just haunting we, and we just thing. we just take authority over it, yes, uh, and uh, and it goes away. And, and I mean, yeah. the, the amazing amount of uh, deliverance I've seen there, the Lord. I, and I, I've said these things. Uh, it, it, it's it's almost hard to quantify without going into great detail, but I'll just say it. Uh, God has allowed my wife and I to live in at least two haunted houses. That's what they would be called. Yeah, Things were happening. These are things we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know this when we went in. And in every case, what did we do? We took authority over authority those things, over and, and and they all went away, mm-hmm. and they left. And, uh, and you say, well, why would God allow you to live somewhere like that? Well, I don't know. You can ask Him when you go to heaven. Uh, but, but, you know, part of it was the ability... To figure out how to deal with other people that had these problems, yeah. because I experienced them myself, yeah. and it's like this is real, you know. And uh, and I knew how to take care of it because God led me on how to take care of that. Uh, the ideal there is we don't get involved with the spirits of dead people. Yeah, we do mm-hmm. not get involved with people who want to contact them or channel them. Yeah. We, that is to play the harlot against yes, God. what this is
0: saying. So we've been concentrating yeah. that That's There, there is in. no Casper the Friendly Ghost. No. And, you know, these fools about Maybe saying, a friendly demon. You know, these guys that are ghost hunters or whatever, you're getting all excited, always just, just dry into those reality programs. They got these these fools going out there trying to go into houses and find, trying to get some sort of connection with the spirits. I'm going to tell you what. If they're not saved, oh, my goodness. You know, Jonathan Edwards, he said that that he told the people that unless you are saved, you know, uh, you're just, the devil's just waiting for his time to take you down. And he can take you down. But anyway, uh, I mean, these guys, they're going chasing ghosts and stuff like that. I mean, this is just crazy. Um, You know, the Bible has a story. And this is one question I, would ask, I was going to ask you one of these days. King Saul, if we remember David and King Saul, King Saul had some demonic influence. Oh, definitely. There's definitely. no doubt of Okay, anyway, throwing spears at David. And he had to play music to calm him down. And all. Anyway, but King Saul went and he visited a witch at Endor, right? And she did what they call an OV, an OV in that particular Hebrew, if you look that up. What it was was a hole that was covered that she would do her or whatever she was doing there, and would um, call up the spirits of the dead. And then a spirit came up during this particular hunt. She didn't know that it was King Saul, by the way. He was trying to hide himself. But it called him up, and what appeared to be, Samuel, who had been dead. And he said, why have you bothered me and yada, yada, yada. And uh, the thing you look at here, and uh, when you look at this particular verse, you're saying familiar spirit. But at the same time, he says, you're going to be here with me tomorrow. My question is this. Do you think King Saul would have survived if he wouldn't have been going over there uh, uh, to to the witch in Endor? Well, I mean, if you study Saul's life, it, it's
1: amazing the pattern of demonization that you can see, uh, and, and I've observed in, in people as far as in post counseling of this. Uh, and there's always a pattern, you know, and, uh, and and this is a low point of his uh, his. Uh, his demonization or his apostasy. Yeah. Uh, Because it's not going to be long after this, he's going to end up committing suicide. Yeah. He'll fall on his own sword. Yes. Okay. Um, And, uh, and, you know, and so when I think of that, was that Samuel or not? This is the way I look at it. I don't believe God uses the occult in divination to speak to his people. No. That's, that's, I mean, I don't see that as, I mean, why would God use, he doesn't need to do that. He can send an angel. He can he can appear as a theophany like he did to Abraham. I mean, there's all kinds of ways he can communicate, even to Saul, but not this way. Yeah. So I don't believe that was Samuel. I, I do believe it was a familiar spirit. And the truth is, Saul went to the same place where that devil was. Yes, and uh, and. And that is, uh, it is a classic case of deception, self-deception, demonization, and uh, and and you know, it, it, there's, there's so f- Saul fell into
0: the de- the deception.
1: Yeah, First Samuel fifteen is uh, where everything began to go wrong. Yeah, and that is the beginning of King Saul and his downfall. In fact, the kingdom was illustrated. He, Samuel at that time. Samuel was alive, yes. and grabbed his his robe and it tore. And and, and 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 the prophet Samuel said, "And and God has torn the kingdom from, from you, from you. And, uh, and and everything goes sideways after that. And uh, and that is a a classic uh, story about obedience to God and why we do not compromise and we stay in our lane." And we do not do what he did, but uh, this mediums and spirit, we don't want to get involved. We don't watch shows about stuff like this. We don't, we don't read books about this kind of stuff. We don't go to people, and uh, and, and say, "Man, I need you to contact my dead relative because I need to talk to him." Uh, if you want to, if you want to get all jacked up with demons, this is the way to do it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and let me share a story here. Uh-huh. Uh, that, uh, that God taught me back when I was a very young minister of the gospel. In fact, I was pastoring in Blanco, Texas at the time. I don't even think my wife and I, I don't think we had any children at this mm-hmm. point. And in between Blanco and uh, Bernie, Texas, on 281, there was a bookstore. An old bro- you know, old, old bookstore, I love yeah. books, I love to read, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a reader, oh, anyway, yeah. and I, you know, and so, I, you know, I just thought, I don't know what kind of bookstore it was, and, uh, and, and went in, and they had all kinds of books, by the way, but they had this one big book, and, and, you know, and if you're, it was probably about that, that long, that, like that, maybe about that thick, and on the spine of the book, on the outside, it said, Vampires, Vampires. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know why I did this. I really don't know. But I just saw it and I guess, curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so I reached to grab it. And I did. And I barely, I, I, I don't even know, I can't remember if I even pulled it out a little bit. If I did, it was just a little bit. And as soon as I did that, and it's hard to describe these kind of experiences. Okay. And I realized they were subjective to everyone who's watching this. I wasn't pre-planning this to happen. I had no awareness of this. As soon as I touched that thing, the atmosphere changed. changed. It was even, it was uh, I mean it was tangible. I repented immediately. I said, well, God, forgive me. I am so sorry. I told my wife, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I left, and literally a week later, I passed by that stop, and and, and didn't even realize that was a bookstore at first until after it happened. But right when I got to that spot, I had a paralyzing panic attack. It came out of nowhere. It was—I couldn't even drive the car. I. I out to God, and I said, help me, Lord, help yeah, me, yeah. and immediately, it just left, it just lifted, and I thought, what in the world, and I saw that, two weeks later, passed by the same place, same identical spot, same paralyzing fear, that this Whoa. came out of nowhere, and this time, I knew what to do, Yeah, and I said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of fear, you leave me right now, and immediately it just left off me the same way, and it never happened again. You know, I lived in Blanco for yeah, five yeah. years, and so never, never even thought about it ever again. But you know, that experience I should have never had. I should have never messed with curiosity. Gets you in trouble. Yeah. Now I dealt with a lot of people who had a spirit of fear, and uh, and had things like that. And I mean, it's amazing. I mean, people we prayed for back then because mm-hmm. I felt it myself, and so yeah. I knew what we we're talking about. And uh, and I'm not saying everybody that has anxiety is, is demonization. Let me let me make that abundantly clear. But no. what I experienced that day, that was an attack of the enemy. Yeah. And uh, and and it should have never been anything I ever needed to even occur in my life had I just not grabbed that book.
0: Grabbed that book. As soon as I
1: saw that book and I looked around, what I should have done, and say, hey, this not a place for us. Let's get out of here. Because yeah. I was unaware. Yeah. You know, you know, but once I became aware of it, yeah, that's a separate
0: issue. We don't play with these things. We don't play with them and they, you open doors. You can open <laughs> you can open doors to things. You know, Pastor, as you were talking about that uh that spirit, that atmosphere change. I okay. One of the curses that was placed upon Egypt was dark, it was heavy, yes. to the point you could feel it. Yes,
1: yeah, and, and you know that is a curious plague that is mentioned there, and uh, and you were teaching on that in our last uh, back to Basic seminar. Yeah, and uh, and I I was looking at my Bible and I and I kinda, I went ahead a little bit and looked at it. Yeah, and uh, and and when I saw it, and I just kind of read the context of it, and I thought, man, there's more here than that. I mean, there's something here I'm not seeing. I would love to know what that said in Hebrew. And I hadn't even had a chance to look at that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I'm just, it just, it, it, it just struck me, the fear. The, the fear. The I mean, it overtook them. Yeah, I've been yeah. in a cave, you know. Uh, we have a cave here in Georgetown, Texas, Interspace Caverns. Yeah. Uh, I've been in it numerous times. And one of the things I like to do is I like to turn off all the lights, really. Yeah, and of course it's not fair anymore. We have all these phones and oh, yeah, watches everything. and everything <laughs> like that. But back yeah. in the day, when you'd have all that stuff, and they turn that thing on, and you know, it's always somebody in their early twenties doing it. You know, yeah. And uh, and they turn that. They warn you that it's going to happen. Yeah. You know. And uh, and they turn that thing off. And uh, at first, it's you, you can't see your hand. You can't your see shadows. You can see anywhere in front of you. Yeah. And, and you can you can hear the people that are in there with you. People start getting bugged down. It just it's like it crawls all over you. And part of that is you've lost your perception of sight. Yeah. It's amazing how your hearing is a little bit off. It, 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 it it's palpable. Um, this darkness, there, this there is. First of all, this is spiritual in nature. It's not natural in yeah. nature. It's not like being in a cave and they turn the lights off. Yeah, this is different. This
0: is a great above that. Yeah, and uh, but God brought in, or he, he, that was one of the the, the judgments of the plagues. Yeah, but he. I mean, what I what wonder like if that? you're in Goshen, it didn't happen in Goshen. No, but God protected it,
1: and I just wonder. And, and these, these are things I think about. All right. There had to be a point to where the darkness and the light met, okay? And so the question is, like, if you stuck your hand in the darkness, could you, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I would have stayed away from it. I thought about the the, the, the wall of, in the Red Sea, and I yeah. said they congealed, and they passed through the middle. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen some uh, television shows that kind of put us. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Look. I don't know if that's what it looked like, it. but the question is, you know, could you touch it? I mean, you know somebody had to try. Oh, you think? I well, mean, those I'm, kids are always think "Oh, wow!" So was it really congealed in the sense? Was it like frozen, or was it just supernaturally? You know, the Bible talks about east wind, and so
0: I don't know how it happened. Was it just the was were the waves just going like this? And you could put your hand in it, and yeah. The wet would come. I mean, can on? you see something in the? I I
1: don't know. Anyway, but this 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 darkness
0: darkness thing is uh, is something. uh, I tell you what, though, but you you don't play with darkness. The the thing is, that that is darkness. And I have a feeling in Egypt that was more evil than anything, uh, an an, an immense amount of evil that was. I would rather deal
1: with frogs and lice than that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and by the way, if you're living in Goshen and you're worshiping God, you didn't have to worry about it. But but I'm just saying, uh, you you that that was significant, and yeah. it, it was. twenty you? And I wonder. Of it.
0: I wonder if hell will be like that. Oh, yeah. Did. No, of course we're just speculation. Is not doctrine. No, when you I not. Got to ahead. understand that speculation, our opinions, our thoughts. We all think about it, but it's not doctrine unless the Word of God. Yeah, uh, settles that. Yeah, what okay. we do know from this is you don't
1: contact the spirits of the dead. No, uh, and you don't you don't get involved with people who want to contact them for you. Yeah, um, we're 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 pretty we're, much we're, we're, getting close. I think we have enough time to do. Let's about do that it. little chunk. Verse nine. Verse nine, and uh, and it's amazing. I I love this part right here. Is it verse nine?
0: Which this is the one about cursing your father and mother. Oh, I'm in the wrong chapter, no wonder. Yeah, not 29. Verse 9. Nine,
1: okay, I'm over here on 22.
0: Um,
1: he said, if there is anyone who curses his father or his mother, and by the way, this is going to set up into a discussion about incest yeah, it's later. We're not going to touch that. But, but notice this. If there is anyone who curses his father or his mother, he shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood guiltness is upon him.
0: Uh, there is the word et in there. Hold on just a second here. I'm looking the Hebrew up. I, I, just, I just pulled out my Hebrew S. Untranslated mark. Okay, but it's with a suffix. It's combining itself with the word curses at." And, and that could be utilized. Curses add um, a slight to slight. So, what does it mean to slight someone?
1: Well, I mean, to slight someone is to do something verbally. Um, I guess it could be physically too, but let's just use the verbal side of it. To slight someone is to verbally do something that would cause. I guess injury. I mean, I mean, even if it's emotional, if I if I, I slighted you, and meant I do something deceptive that would hurt you, yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, in this, I mean, this echoes the Ten Commandments in Exodus uh, chapter 20, and I can just quote it, but I'd rather just uh, look at it in the scripture. If you have your Bible, look at it with us, okay. In Exodus 20, verse 12. Um, It says Honor your father and your mother And there's a promise Attached with it That your days may be prolonged In the land Which the Lord your God gives you Now just Amazing in this Look at the next two commandments You shall not murder You shall not commit adultery Mm -hmm. And when you look at This Levitical passage over here It's amazing what he gets into and and what we'll do when we get with our next podcast. I think we'll be able to finish the whole in its code. But but the tie-in there is amazing because I think when he's talking about cursing them, Mm -hmm. uh, there is the overriding context of sexual impurity in relation to that. I'm not saying that's the only thing that's being spoken of there, but it's amazing. And if you look at the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not murder. What did James say about this in James 4? He said you murder. He wasn't talking about physically murdering somebody in James 4. No. He was talking about what you do with your words. Your words. How do you slay
0: people with your words? Uh, you know. Uh,
1: and, so if so, you're
0: your father or mother as you're, you're speaking. Uh, well
1: you're not honoring them. And, you're and, not honoring and, them. Well you know and, and hey look I mean you may have a father or a mother that is horrendous, and, and and what I mean by that is, uh, I realize that not everybody has a great family life, and and uh, and, and so you know we're not trying to minimize that, no. but what we don't have the right to do, and, and, and let me, and I'm going to relate this to something else that that we do say from time to time. Uh, we don't have the right to character assassinate people. No. We, we can have disagreements, especially if you're an adult. You know, I don't agree with my dad on everything he does. I love my dad. I love my mother. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do have a right to say maybe I don't agree with that. Okay? I mean, that's not that's not a place of not honoring your father and mother. Mm-hmm. That, that You know, the people have different opinions about things. Hopefully, we all have a biblical worldview and we can all get along. That's the best thing. By the way, my mom and my dad are both. They love the Lord. They're a part of our church here, and we're very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. All right, But the point is, I don't have the right to go behind my dad or my mother and say derogatory things about them that would cause them injury or harm. That's what I'm not supposed to do. Let me use this example. You may not have voted for Joe Biden as president. By the way, he is your president. He's my president as well. My job, I don't have to agree or affirm with anything he does with policy. My job is to pray for that man. And to pray that God would move on him, that God would direct him, and that everything that God has called President Biden to accomplish for God's purpose and kingdom that he'd be successful. And you do realize that God did call Nebuchadnezzar his servant. Yes, he did. That's what Jeremiah said. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, uh but but, not, but I'm not here to talk about how old Joe Biden is, or maybe, you know, he's just lost his mind and all this other. That's disrespectful. Yeah. And uh, and it's that's not how we we, we are to honor even
0: those who lead us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Pastor, I wanna I want to give you a definition of slight. This really kind of ties it in. To insult someone by treating, treating, or speaking of them without proper respect or attention. Think about that. Wow. So you were insulting them by treating them. Or speaking of them without proper respect or attention. So what are you talking about? You're talking about you're disrespecting your parents. Yeah, you know, when it talks about your father and your mother. Yes, we have, and I think this falls along with what you were saying. We have disagreements, okay. Yeah. But you do not character assassinate them. No. You do not treat them without respect. You do not talk down to them. You do not go to others and, and talk ill of them to, to ruin their reputation with other people. This is this is this I mean that, that tied it right in the word slight. So we do not do that. They are in the position of their father or your mother. They may not be a good father or mother. They may have neglected you. They may have, done, you know, you know, done other things or beat you or whatever like that. You as a Christian should find a way to, to forgive. You know, that's another thing. Is that that's yeah, a whole that, other
1: thing. And by the way, most of the issues that you will find that people will deal with tie into their father and mother. Yes. In some form or way. And... Um, and once again, if you are a father and you're a mother and you have kids, I mean, this is your opportunity to not only love them, yes. but to make sure you raise them and train them in the admonition of the Lord. Yes. And uh, and I am so thankful You know, that all my three children are in the church and they're serving God and they love the Lord. And, and, and that was one of the things that I wanted more than anything. And uh, and that wouldn't that doesn't mean I was a perfect father. I, that, that far be it from that. Yeah. Uh, but but I but I wanted to raise them the way I was raised, yeah. and, and I know how my parents raised me, and I'm so thankful for that. You know, and uh, so you you know, but but you may be in a situation where you do not have that blessing, but if you have children, you can be that blessing. Yes. that's my point. Yes. yes. Uh, so yes. You know, So make sure you're doing that. Uh, Steve, I think I heard some thunder.
0: Yeah, and, I, and we're going to be wrapping it up here in just a couple minutes. Uh, but yeah, uh, and we're going to stop right here. We'll begin again with verse 10. Uh, next time, hopefully making it through the rest of the of the, the verse. But the holiness code, the penalties is what we've been discussing <laughs> of that. Now, the thing is with this uh, cursing the father and mother sliding them or what have you, they didn't put up with it. No, they put him to death. Okay. And that, that, and, uh, you see, there's reasons for that because of what would carry on from there. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. We have time tonight. But then we're going to continue on. Um, thank you for being with us. Uh, Pastor, let's, I guess, let's pray and let's, uh, let's, let's lock her down, I guess. Okay.
1: Well, Heavenly Father, we come to you again in Jesus' name. And what a, What a privilege it is uh, to be able to uh, go into God's word, your word, and uh, that you have uh, prescribed in in the book of Hebrews uh, chapter 10 as being alive and powerful Mm -hmm. and sharper than any two-edged sword. Um, Help us, Lord, uh, to to have the understanding to see, and I ask this for everyone who's watching this, that we can see the scripture that we're looking at. Yes. And we can understand the nature of God, that you are holy. And, and Lord, you love children. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to see them harmed. No. And there's so many applications to what we said in those first five verses, even beyond abortion or even the things that we see uh, with this gender uh, you know disassociation. These things are taught in our schools and, and all the things. And once again, the enemy has always tried to destroy the children. Lord, may we not be one of those that put a stumbling block before them. You said it'd be better that a millstone were hung about our neck and we were drowned than to do that. Um, Lord, help us to stay to stay in, with you on these matters, God, because, uh, Lord, you love the children. You love the unborn. Yes. And uh, and certainly with this occultic stuff that we saw, um, lord help us to stay away from that yes there's so there's so much about this and and some of it with the tv shows and and uh, and it's just lord we don't want to have those kind of problems because with those things uh it, a curse comes lord yes. uh we don't we don't want that and help people to understand to stay we need to stay away that's me that's steve that's uh uh, JP behind the camera, that's everyone watching this. Yes. We don't need to be involved with the occult in no any way, way. Lord. Uh, this is offensive to you, Lord. We don't want to play the harlot and do these kind of things. And certainly we want to honor our father and mother. Yes. And uh, and so we're thankful for our fathers. We're thankful for our mothers. And uh, Mother's Day is about to be upon us. And, and Lord, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to honor my mother. And also my wife she's a mother of my children
0: yes.
1: and Lord I pray a blessing on all of them even now and and if there's anyone that's watching this that does not know you I pray that they'll call out to you yes. they'll just say you know I believe that Jesus is Lord I'm asking you know just to pray forgive me my sins Jesus be the Lord of my life I believe that you died and, and, and you were raised from the dead yes. uh, for me and if they'll just just give their life to you right now, uh, uh, Lord, not only will you save them, you will you will fill them with your Holy Spirit, and and I just pray that they you'll lead them to a good church to go to a Bible believing church, and they can start growing in their faith, and uh, and Lord, so I ask all of this
0: in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Pi Foundation's podcast. We'll be back again next week. Have a wonderful week in the Lord. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.